Welcome back to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. Before we continue with our episode, I just wanted to let you know that Pre-PT Grind is offering free PTCast essay help for those of you applying into physical therapy school this 2017 to 2018 term. Free PTCast essay help for those of you applying. You know how important that is. The prompt has not changed from the previous year, so that will be the same, but we are offering this free service until July 6th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can send your essays to preptgrind at gmail.com in a Google Doc format, preferably. After July 6th, we will be charging $20 for unlimited revisions, so try to get your essay in as soon as possible and we will help you through that process. Thank you once again for joining us on the podcast as we help you decide, prepare, and transform into the physical therapy student and future physical therapist that you want to be. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? This is Casey and Joseph with another episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. This is where we help you decide, prepare, and transform into becoming not only the best DBT student you can be, but the best physical therapist as well. Today, we are at SSPT Live with our special guest, Felicia. So how are you doing today? How are you liking SSPT Live so far? I'm doing so well. SSPC Live, I mean, it is what it is. It's alive. Um, it's going well so far. Very good. Yo, man, it's kind of crazy. And you guys will hear in the next few episodes us saying that we're yeah. SSPT Live. Y'all gonna be like, man, how many weeks have these guys <laughs> at SSPT Live? Um, check it. So really, uh, a lot of these episodes are recorded in the same weekend. Um, and the main reason is because a lot of our homies are smart success people. Yes, sir aspiring physical therapists and physical therapy students are currently in uh, Clearwater, Florida. Yes. So that's why we're recording here. And so you might be hearing this week six, week seven. I mean, all our episodes, just know that's when they were recorded. So don't freak out. <laughs> we don't stay, you know, in, at the beach that long, even though we wish we could. I stayed a long one time day. One day. <laughs> oh, yeah. For, I mean, I, I just thought I'd clear that out just because um, somebody's going to say, man, yo, every single like, are you in school? They're like, y'all a student? Y'all getting education? Is that what PT's about? Hey. <laughs> I want it. Hey, we do it right. Systems. Build the systems. Yeah, true, true, true. Yo, so we got Felicia here. Um, it's it's personally my first time meeting Felicia face-to-face. Yeah. Uh, but it almost feels like it's not. Yeah, we know each other. It, it's family. Yeah. Virtual yeah, family. Yeah, like virtual homies. <laughs> Uh, I mean, so fellow fellow lady from the continent of Africa. Hey now, Nigeria. Nigeria, stand oh, wait, up. USA, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sort of, Nigerian, sort of USA, American. We'll go with it. A little bit of everything. Uh, but yeah, so ready to get it. But just thought I'd give that little precursor before yeah. we start. <laughs> so Felicia, like, how did you initially find physical therapy? You know, how did that process go? No, absolutely. I mean... For me, I played sports, yes, but it wasn't the, oh, oh, I love sports, so physical therapy is awesome for me. Mm. It was more so me seeing people who were hurt, like physically hurt, and me thinking, okay, I got a skill, um, and I could help to learn what how I can apply those skills and help people feel better Mm -hmm. rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And also just me personally, um, and this is just like a spiritual thing, but I been told that I have the gift of healing with my hands. So that's also something, but that's just a personal thing for me, so that's something that I accept. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I like that. So getting into after you found out that physical therapy is right for you, how did that process go from, you know, high school to 
undergrad and eventually grad school. All right, so from high school to undergrad, play sports in high school, and then in undergraduate school, I actually changed my major five times. Um, I knew I wanted to be in the field of healing and medicine. Mm. I know, big five. So <laughs> I knew I wanted to be in the field of healing and some something in the medical field, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure what. Um, when I say five, okay, let me check it, because I want you to think I was five different ones. <laughs> so it was like chemistry and then biology, and then chemistry mm. with a minor in dance, and then biology, and then back to actually kinesiology with dance. a minor in dance. Oh, well, I, I know. So yeah, human movement, the body is interesting to me, and learning how to, you know, learn more about the body but yeah. so it wasn't like five crazy ones like basketball oh, okay. and architecture and then <laughs> underwater astrology <laughs> you know astrophysicist shout out to the astrophysicist because you guys are dope but Astros. for me it was physical therapy <laughs> yeah. so through that journey it was just like okay Felicia, so what is your passion yeah. what yeah. are you put on this earth to do and mm-hmm. it just came to me that it was physiotherapy quick question do you plan on using dance in your future therapy so, I, I, mean. <laughs> I plan on using a couple of things. That is going to be one of the tools mm. in the tools belt that I will utilize in Part my of practice. Part Future yeah. patients? Absolutely, yes. Future patients and clients mm. as well. Interrupt. True, true, true. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. So, moving on, you went through that pre-PT journey. Did you have any struggles, you know, going through that transition to from undergrad into grad school? Absolutely. Um just when I graduated, I didn't even graduate with all the prerequisites that I needed mm-hmm. for yeah. physical therapy school. Yeah. Um, so I graduated, had my degree, and um, just speaking with some people, I decided to get my master's in addition to getting my prerequisite courses that I needed to apply for. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's going to make me a better candidate, me having my master's in addition mm-hmm. to having a course load of taking those prerequisite yeah, courses. That makes sense. So yeah. it was definitely a struggle. I mean, I would have preferred just to ease into PT school or after undergrad, but that wasn't the route for me, so yeah, masters and then DPT. Yeah, and I mean, like with everything that you've um, that you kind of went through from from changing it five times um, to going through um, and getting your masters. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to someone that's listening and saying, "Man, I'm doing, I might be doing chemistry right now. Let's go with that." Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what it is for me. I've been hearing about physical therapy. Mm-hmm. It sounds a little attractive uh, because of all things that. That, that you can do with it. What do you say to that person that's still in that point where they're trying to figure it out as someone that went through a process of trying to identify where you were supposed to be in terms of a career path? Absolutely. What do you say to them? Um, whether it's something motivational that you would have kind of valued at, as a person that went through that okay. or or just anything that you would tell them as they're going through that, a piece of advice, what would you tell that individual right now that's going through that process of trying to figure out man I'm, I'm, do, I'm going this direction but maybe I need to be going this way and once I try this maybe I need to go back and Absolutely. I mean so yeah now, that's a very powerful question I would say one thing that really served me well is I interned so we need our, our intern or, or intern hours before we apply for physical therapy school Definitely. Yep. but um, I did that even before I was applying so I was like let me just make sure that this is the field I want to be in and mm-hmm. I did it in different areas mm-hmm. um, for physical therapy school every program is different I think you need maybe like 200 to 300 hours I did over 500 hours because mm-hmm. I was like I need to make sure this is the field for me yeah, if I'm investing my right. money my time yeah. lack of sleep yeah. let me make sure that this is the field <laughs> for me so I it came to a point where I stop documenting my hours i was just coming in because i was like i have enough to apply for school but let me just make sure this is a good fit for me let me be an inpatient outpatient the va hospital pediatrics geriatrics just to make sure it's a good fit Mm. i'm like okay i'm in love this is this is meant to be 
And wow. I'm telling you, like observation hours are a little tricky sometimes, though, mm-hmm. uh, because it it depends on what kind of observation hours you get. Um, and this is not to throw any shades, any physical therapists mm-hmm. out there that may not be the most energetic or anything like that. But but what should a student be looking for um, in an observation hour location? Uh, because you're, you're saying you, you spent 500 hours, but you can spend 500 hours in the wrong mm-hmm. places and end up getting nowhere. Absolutely. So no, that's a really good one. So just like you, just like a job interviews you, in your mind, interview that observation hours, meaning, mm, okay, I'm going good. there to see what's your specialty. Because there was one clinic, I was there for a day and a, a, two days. Like I went one day and I went another day. And I could just tell the vibe of the clinic. It wasn't meant for me. And just mm-hmm. the vibe of that clinician, um, it was just, it just wasn't a fit for me. So I was yeah. like, oh, I have other, you know, volunteer hours I'm going to do at other places, but thank you for your time. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this is your passion. This is your field. So just like they're interviewing you as you get into school, interview certain areas that you want to gain from as well. Yeah. So how did you find those observation hours and how did you contact them? Yeah, so I looked up on the line, like this is literally on my own. One observation location was from my school. They set that one up. But all the other ones, it was me. I live in Houston, Texas. So I just typed in physical therapy. What's up, Houston? So I typed in um, physical therapy practices within Houston, Texas, like locations. And Mm -hmm. I mean, and I also live in Houston, so it's a big medical community. But I just literally just researched. And like see what was in my neighborhood because at that time I wasn't driving so I was driving the bus so I was like let's see what's on the bus route in that area but then I had a car so it was good yeah, how did how did they respond to you were they pretty quick with it were they open to you or were they like mm, no. really good question that was a good one so some was not open and some was mm. but me myself I cannot be I couldn't let that phase me I couldn't let it bother me right. because this is my passion my field yeah. so one place I went to I spoke with the um, the admin or secretary who was there and I came in and they are like you're supposed to be here like the PT and then the admin was like yeah she's a student and the PT was like fine okay go ahead come on in I was like all right three hours of my life I can't get back but it's cool so um then the next day I called back to see you know what are some other hours I could come in for Mm -hmm. and um the admin was like so I'm sorry we really don't accept students that was my apologies Uh So, um, yeah, so so some people were not receptive. Some people were. Some people were like, oh, yeah, of course. Okay, what questions do you have? Like, yeah. there was a, P- a couple of PTs who, after I observed them for, like, a day, mm-hmm. um, they are like, okay, so what questions do you have? I have, like, ten minutes. So let's talk about some things. You, what do you want to know about school? Ooh. So Jeez, everything's that. different. You got from one, didn't even know I was going to be there, and then so can't come back the yeah. next day to being very welcoming and opening. So don't let it bother you if it's someone who is, like, shutting the doors, like, no, we're good, we don't do that. Because yeah. some places don't do yeah. observations. Yeah. They don't know why, but they just don't. And, I mean, every, yeah, you're, you're, like, I mean, every location has their own rules. Mm-hmm. They have a way of doing things. However, you find somebody that's willing to do that, yeah. sit you down and say, hey, 10 minutes, I'll, I'll throw some knowledge, I would take that and run with it. Absolutely. Not in terms of just the knowledge. I'm saying, like, get their contact information. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you can get hooked up with them on like social media or whatever, any platform where you can continue communicating with Absolutely. them. Because that's like essentially by, by telling you that they've opened up the door to you even having a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that is going to be important is when you're applying for physical therapy school, one of your uh, references, like it's, it's nice to have a physical therapist that knows you, that has interacted with you, 
that has interacted with you. That's mm-hmm. someone that knows your struggle, Absolutely. your journey, your strengths, mm-hmm. your weaknesses, your drive. Yeah. Because everything that they tell you to do, you're acting on it, right? And they're coming back to you for more questions. So as the physical therapist, you're saying, yo, this kid is going somewhere. This kid has drive. This kid yeah. deserves to be in physical therapy school Mm -hmm. so on top of just the knowledge you get from them like you can end up leveraging that to being something much more than that a relationship and also a nice passageway into physical therapy and on top of that schools are always looking for new clinical affiliations right always so if you establish a good relationship at that observation hours in your interview you can present that Mm -hmm. right oh i observed here do you guys have clinicals there oh no we don't Boom. Hook up. You just hooked your own Easy. school up. Now they need you just like you need them. You become more valuable. Exactly. But you never thought of that. Huh? <laughs> and I mean, for myself, um, Casey, I don't know like what your experience was, but with my observation hours, I there was one PT that I did that with, but I wish I would have done that more. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have developed more relationships. I wish I would have uh, utilized even the PTs that gave me mild, like little passageways that mm-hmm. said, hey, you have any questions? Hey, I got 15 minutes to kill. Let's chat. Um, I wish I would have taken advantage of that. Um, I mean, given we all got into PT school, we're yeah. here today, uh, we're making it, we're going right. to do well. Uh, but I think you you want to take advantage of all of those mm-hmm. little instances as Absolutely. much as possible. You don't know where it could lead. Mm-hmm. I, I have classmates that have gotten well. Classmates that have gotten job offers at locations that they um, that they did observation mm-hmm. at yeah. because they Never developed know. a relationship that ended up into um, turned into an internship at that same location. And go. at that point, you've built you built a connection with not only that one PT but maybe even more. Right by the time you're interviewing, everyone's already throwing in a good word about you, and exactly. look at that job taken care of. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Stepping back a little bit, you mentioned your master's. Yes. Would you recommend getting a master's before PT school, or how how do you think that would That's work a good with question. somebody? No, I would say it's not necessary. I mean, if you already have your prerequisite courses um, when you graduate with your bachelor's, go ahead and go forth towards applying for that DPT program. Mm. Um, it wasn't necessary for me to get the master's, but I mean, I'm a lifelong learner, and I knew that I had about, uh, let's say, 10, 10 credit hours that I needed for prerequisite courses. Right. So I was yeah. like, okay, that's 10 courses. Well, let me, I was like, let me go ahead and just apply to a master's program so I could have a master's course in addition to taking those prerequisite courses. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's not necessary. I would say for someone, just go ahead and go straight towards it. And in case somebody missed it, what? Did you get your master's? In? So I got my master's. My bachelor's is in exercise science and fitness management, okay. kinesiology. And then my master's is in human performance with a concentration in mental health and psychology. Because that's just an interesting component for me. And with quality patient care, I want to ensure that I have, you know, a high level of emotional intelligence and just things of that nature on the mental health and psychology aspect to nice. take care of them. That's cool. That caught my attention. Yeah. Because remember our previous episode yep. that we had had? Yep. Uh, we had brought in a young lady by the name of Yusra If the Car. Yep. Um, if you guys have not heard that podcast, yes, I say dope. go She's listen dope. to it. <laughs> uh, where we're talking about um, like mental health mm-hmm. um, and the role that it plays in patient care. Obviously, it is something that um, a lot stigma. of people have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned that. The stigma behind it really doesn't. It. It doesn't allow people to um, to feel like they can open up about mm-hmm. what they're struggling with. Sometimes it's even the family members mm-hmm. that are uh, not 
that understanding of what's really going on. And so um, for those that that have not heard that podcast, an excellent one to listen to. But I think on top of that, it's just reiterating the fact that understanding that, um, and we talked about it with Yusra as well, like with her future patients, um, she'll be able to interact with them yeah. like on a different level because she'll be able level. to see things that mm-hmm. other clinicians will not be able to mm-hmm. uh, because she recognizes it. And so um, it is something that, that also does allow you to inter- like to connect with someone else that is also going through something uh, that is quite similar. And Absolutely. a lot of our patients have so many, so many background stories, so many different stories, so many different um, weights they're carrying. Mm. And to have someone that understands is absolutely golden. Absolutely. So, um, so similar to the sickness that she knows about within the Muslim community, um, yeah. just culturally with people's religion, it's it's another component because you know East Africa, West Africa, we have our own sure. stigmas. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> That's some things we just do not talk about. Yeah. So, um, being able to at least kind of tailor yourself to that certain client or patient that you're going to have, yep. so holistically you could be able to properly treat them. I agree. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. So taking a step back, you said you got your master's. Uh, would you recommend that to current students now? So, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to any current students. The only reason why I got it is because, well, I'm a lifelong learner, number one. But also I had prerequisite courses I still needed to take before I graduated, right. well, before I applied to physical therapy school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I was taking my master's. Let me go ahead and also... Um, well, while I'm getting my prerequisite courses, let me go ahead and also get my master's. And also, it allowed me to um, have a specialty. I have a specialty in mental health and um, psychology. It's merged really together. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah really but cool. my major in it is human performance, but I got that specialty. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So how do you plan to use that mental health aspect of your master's uh, in your future practice? Absolutely. So and I, I knew that the population, the special population I wanted to work with, is pediatrics all the way up to age to adolescents age 18 and then the geriatrics population mm. so within pediatrics we know that there may be some developmental issues Agreed. with them as well as the physical component yeah. um, and then with the geriatrics community it's deteriorating gotcha. um d- disabilities that are involved so mm. me being educated about the psychology and the mental health component to, to better tailor my my services to my patients my future patients is yeah. a big plus mm, that's powerful i love it i love it i mean <laughs> so going going into uh, or coming out of undergrad and going into grad school, uh, how many schools did you apply to, and which one did you end up picking in the long run? I applied to six schools. Six. Yeah, mm. six schools. A little expensive too, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I had waivers for some of them. But yeah, I mean, you're investing in your future, so you got to put up some money for something, right? But um. So I got into University of St. Augustine for Health Sciences. Mm-hmm. I'm at the Austin, Texas campus because we have four campuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little something different about my program, I'm in the FLEX program. I told yep. you guys before, yep. the hybrid program. So what is that? So we have a program called the FLEX DPT program. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the components are online and then some are physically on campus. So I go to Austin. For, the, for like the hands-on. Correct. The yeah. hands-on manual manipulation and just even our laboratory exams that we yeah. have. So um, it's, it's a good mix because it allows for students who are non-traditional because mm-hmm. I have, um, we have moms, we have dads in the class, we have people who are in their second career change. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. um, one of my classmates is a mechanic still currently and he's a dad and a, and a, and a husband so he's still able to not put his life in hold yeah. but still be in school and that's a fear for some important. people. Like, even someone like me who no husband, no kids but yeah. I still have obligations back in my home city to help out with some things. Yeah. 
and that's an honest fear of a lot of people mm-hmm. that are saying, okay, because the thing is, I mean, you can figure out the physical therapies for you, like, at different points, right? Mm-hmm. So you can figure it out, hey, I, like, in high school, we we brought in someone earlier um, that right. said that in high school, she knew that physical therapy was for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also hear the other story where someone saying, man, I had gone through, like, two careers, and then I was like, man, I'm doing the wrong thing. Right. Physical therapy is for me. And so... You're right. Life doesn't stop. If you have a family, if you have a job, if you have um, obligations that you have to take care of, life doesn't stop. And so that's the main take home. But being able to uh, get a hold of a program like yours um, is phenomenal for our profession because we're saying that we still value the life that you have. We still value everything that's dear and close to you, like your family mm-hmm. and all of that. But you're still able to get this doctorate and you're still able to get the right type of training um, to getting into this beautiful profession. And so we have that range. Um, and in a few episodes, we'll even talk about another opposite, which is a two-year doctorate. Right. Um, and so yours is a four-year. Correct. Right? It's a four-year flex where you're able to do a lot of different things. But on the other hand, um, you are also able to live your life. You're able to have a job. You're able to take absolutely. care of all the things that you need to take care of. And so so I think that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Absolutely and I'm, amazing. I'm working in the field. I mean, I'm a personal trainer, but I'm also a physical therapy technician that's at a private true. practice that I want very similar for my own practice. So oh, I'm crucial. learning the skills and I'm applying it to certain, you know, restraints within what a PT tech can do. Yeah. I, I personally think just having like a tech job before physical therapy right. school or even during physical therapy school is extremely valuable but for you how do you view that um as a future physical therapist it is major i, I would say i feel like it should be a requirement and schools are gonna <laughs> students are gonna be like hey hold on please so we got enough to do yeah. but the um, observation hours are good but with some of the observation hours you're mm-hmm. not allowed to the reason why i did so many they were so different that one situation where they didn't even know i was there Another one where a person was like, just, you know, and one where it was literally, I was in the mezzanine, the floor above, and I was looking down. So with observation, you're literally observing, but some are a little different. You're like a PT tech in training. Um, But I would say it's major, should be a requirement to be a PT tech in some form because you're interacting Mm. with the patients Mm -hmm. to a certain level. You're interacting with the PTs, PTAs, maybe even OTs and speech therapists. Mm. So you're more in the field when you're really applying some things. And you're able to make connections in the classroom setting um, because um, uh, Casey's class, they have a PTA, a physical therapy assistant that had worked in the field for over 20 years and yeah. came back from physical therapy school. Nice. And that was, and that's amazing on her part because yeah. obviously being a tech, you're exposed to mm-hmm. the clinic, absolutely. but even a PTA, mm-hmm. um, all the patients that she has seen and um, interacted with now going into PT school as they're learning everything. She has all these experiences in the back of her head Absolutely. saying, oh, I've seen a patient like that, yeah. check. <laughs> oh, I've treated a patient like that, check. And so for her, it sticks so much better. And so for you, um, as a tech, certain things just make so much more sense for you because Absolutely. it's not just book knowledge. It's not just going to lab. You're seeing it in real life. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's a something's kind of cool about it as well. Oh, that's cool. So if anybody's interested in University of St. Augustine, how many campuses are around the country? So currently we have four campuses. We have St. Augustine, Florida, the main campus. Mm-hmm. We have our San Marcos campus um, in California or near the San Diego area. Okay. Austin, Texas campus, where I'm at, go Texas. And then over <laughs> at our new campus, I did it in that order, our new campus, Miami, Florida, that just opened up this year. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's a new wow. one. It opened up oh, this shoot. year. 
all over Miami. the place. Miami. Amazing. So check it out if you're in the Miami area or would go. love to, you know. Well, Study on the beach. Go surfing. And <laughs> Yeah, if you're close enough. <laughs> yeah, they do that in the California campus. They go to class and they surf. So yeah, on Austin we go to I class and we go hiking. I've been game for that. I've been game for that. And so, as we're concluding this podcast, first of all, thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you, you guys. So, so this much. is an awesome movement. Uh, man, who knows man. what's to come of it? It's hey, exciting. Man, we're we're excited about this. <laughs> and so, um, thank you once again for coming to the Pre PT Grind Podcast. Um, your story uh, will resonate with somebody listening. Yeah. One of our listeners right now, whether it's one, two, three, five, a hundred, it doesn't matter. Um, it's going to speak to somebody because there's someone that is wondering, one, what are the steps I need to be taking right now um, as they're finding themselves in a similar position yeah, to yours, prepare. where there's all these different options, switching from different um, majors and all of that. Uh, maybe they're doing a master's <laughs> right now and they're saying, well, maybe this isn't really going where I want it to go, or maybe it is. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the other end, they're saying, I have a busy life. Um, and if you're telling me to go into physical therapy school, there is no way I can drop everything and just go to school for three years, not get paid, go on internships, not get paid, all this other stuff yeah. for for three years straight. But now Felicia's telling me I can do a flex program. Yeah. I can still live my life. You just I gave can a still have my job. Oh, yeah. You just gave a, a very clear solution. But one request that we're going to make of you, and we've been doing this with all of our guests, mm -hmm. is... Uh, we're asking all of our guests to look back at a moment in their lives, whether it's 10 years ago, whether it's five years ago, whether it's before you chose physical therapy. Um, talk to that younger version of yourself right now. And what is, um, tell us right now on this podcast, what is one piece of advice you would give to that younger version of yourself? Um, one piece of advice that would help them get one step closer to where you are today. One piece of advice, whether I'm talking to myself in high school, undergraduate, um, or even a master's program, you want to apply to physical therapy school, get a mentor. Mm. Um, get a mentor, join a mentor program. If anything is out there that can help you with that, because it is going to help you to navigate you. Like, why do you want to go through the storm when somebody has a massive umbrella to help guide you yes. and help give you protection as you're going through the journey? Um, it's you. Why, why would you not use your GPS or your compass or you know ask Siri for help? Yeah. Apple's not paying me or ask Cortana, whoever for yeah. help. But um, seek out those mentorship programs, even if it's something you have to pay for. If you really want it, mm -hmm. you're gonna find the money to invest in yourself because right. in the long run, it's yourself, it's your life. It's only one mm -hmm. moment, so live it well. Exactly. So go find some guidance. Hey, reach out to these awesome Yo. people. Nugget of the day. <laughs> Another question we like to ask is something very technical, something very practical. Somebody out there is struggling with their grades right now, mm -hmm. and that's a huge concern with getting into PT school. Yeah. So everybody has to find their own lane in how they study. But what if that's not working for them? How did Felicia study, and what worked for her? That's really good. I'm glad you said that because I, I retook some courses, some classes in <laughs> undergraduate. Yeah, like Felicia, we need a whole other podcast with you, but I retook <laughs> So to learn, and there's so many things out there, and there's things for free that you can learn your study habits, but this sounds, if, just have a moment when you really just know yourself and ask people who are closest to you, yeah. what are some of your strong suits? Like, I'm a kinesthetic person, that's just how I am. Yeah, I can be standing up, exactly, yeah, and just it. know yourself, and if you need to take one of those exams or tests that's online for mm -hmm. free, um, do so to see what is your learning style. 
Mm-hmm. Um, with me, it was just, I studied overly. Like, my class was like, please, you're trying to diagnose. Not yet. Wait till we get to later on. <laughs> all I was like, I need details. all the info. Exactly. But I, and I learned a method that was better for yeah. me. Just reading didn't work for me. So it was reading, stopping for a moment, summarizing, writing, and just even doing like blank exam, except, mm-hmm. uh, like blank test exams where I'm literally just writing out what I remember. Or just key points and then explaining it out. Everyone's different, though. Yeah. I would say seek what works well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a YouTube page that I follow. Everything's online. But yeah. she um, gives out tips of what works well for you. Yeah. Her name is Anna Mascara. I know. That's her name. Um, we'll provide the link if, you, <laughs> if you're interested in it. But Anna she's, Mascara. She's very charming. But she has different ways that work well for you. She's like, if, you, if this is your style, do this, do that, do this. And it's been helpful for me. That's really cool. And wow. even how to make exams. Like yeah. it's, Things are out. The resources are out out there for you to utilize it it's just do you want it bad enough and are you willing to put the time and effort to go mm-hmm. for it to go get it perfect answer appreciate it i can't yeah, i can't say it better than that i love it i can't say it better than that thank you so much My, for joining thank us. you guys it's been amazing thank it's you. been our pleasure i'm sure the listeners have have enjoyed it um and before we leave where can people find you you can find me everywhere. So find me at Felicia Wena, F-E-L-I-C-I-A-W-E-N-A-H. Those are all my social media outlets. It's simple as that. Nice. On Twitter. Absolutely. Felicia Wena. Facebook, Twitter, even my, my page <laughs> on Facebook, Facebook business page. Straight up. Instagram, Felicia Wena. Made it simple. Because there's only one so far that I know. Hey, look at that. And also, you guys can also email us at prebtgrind at gmail.com. Just remember that if you guys have any questions for us, as we always say weekly, you guys can send them to us. If you have questions that are specific to and for Felicia, you can either contact her on those media accounts or you can email us or send us a message on our platform that you guys already know. And uh, we'll make sure that it gets to her. Um, if you have questions on Twitter as well, uh, hashtag Frequency Grind uh, directly to you or on the podcast itself. Nice. So always tune in. But if you guys, once again, have anything you would like to say to uh, Miss Felicia here, uh, make sure to reach out to either us or her. So once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, thank you guys. So much. I'm excited Very to see what's to come of this. Thank All you guys. Right. And we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Pre-PT Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. This is a part of the show where we support the people who support us. First, we'd like to mention Smart Success PT, founded by Greg Todd. This course helps you increase your value and build your brand as a physical therapist. What is Smart Success PT? It's an online course, lifetime access, that gives you step-by-step instructions on how to make more money as a PT, improve your worth to your employer, and gain more time for yourself and for your family by learning the most current leverage strategies as a physical therapist. It also helps you catapult your career, expand your network, and achieve your goals. So check out Smart Success PT. Next, I'd like to mention newgradphysicaltherapy.com in conjunction with covalentcareers.com. New Grad Physical Therapy is an online platform that offers you content with topics including careers, clinical skills, licensing, grad school, insurance, residency, and they even have an audio series to help you study. The parent company to New Grad Physical Therapy is Covalent Careers. This is a sophisticated web platform that helps PTs find the right opportunities and jobs after PT school. Their main goal is to be the champions for New Grad Physical Therapists. 
helping them cross the void from student to new PT, especially in regards to career resources. They have tons of helpful content for both job seekers and employers. It is meant to inform both on how to identify what is the best match for both parties and to make that happen. The platform also allows you to start networking and communicating with potential employers well before graduation. It's a great way to explore employment options well before that stressful time of actually having to find a job. Sign up for your free profile at covalentcareers.com. Use my code CASEY2017. That's Casey2017. If you're skeptical on why you should use my code or anything like that, don't worry, it's just a way for us to track how well this message is reaching you. So sign up and I'll see you inside. Next, I like to mention fitbucks.com, F-I-T-B-U-X. This is an online financial platform that helps you map your financial future before, during, and after PT school. So go check them out, F-I-T-B-U-X, fitbucks.com. Lastly, I like to mention healthsnaps.com. It provides video and messaging for you and your patient. Telehealth is here, telehealth is the future. Go check them out, healthsnaps.com. Now many of you may be wondering on why pre-PT Grind is promoting things that seem unrelated to pre-PTs. Well, that's where I beg to differ. These resources are very much related to pre-PTs and their success. This is where pre-PT Grind separates itself. Our goal is not just to get you into PT school, but our goal is to make sure you thrive once you're in and beyond. This is not a 16-week class that gives you a final exam, then sends you on your way. We have you set up all the way to the end of the journey. So stick with us, keep listening, and we've got you covered. Thank you again so much for listening to the Pre-PT Grind Podcast. We will see you very soon.